I got into sound engineering because of my mom. Uh, she's a voiceover artist, Hindi voiceover artist. And uh, I used to, uh, after college, I used to travel with her to some of her recordings and I saw all this equipment and everything. And I got very fascinated. Uh, early on, uh, I was always anyway interested in music. We used to listen to a lot of music. My dad was a huge jazz and Western classical buff. He knew Louis Banks very well. So when he saw my inclination towards uh, this side, then he one day took me across to Louis uh, at 4D Studios and he introduced me to Louis and he just told Louis, do something with him because he's just, you know, whiling his time away unnecessarily. So... Louis actually made me come in for over a month. I think maybe just to see how, you know, sincere I was towards the whole thing. And after a month, I got a call from his guy and said, okay, you're on for the job. And that's how I entered the line. And it's been like a fantastic, uh, you know. So you haven't taken any formal training? I have not done any. I actually told once to go to uh, the Films Institute in Pune to do a course by, by one of the production house guys who had come in. And uh, at that time, I was assisting Rajiv Kinkre and Nakul and all. But they were the mainstay engineers at 4D. So, I told Rajiv this, that, uh, you know, I've been asked. And what do you think about it? So, Rajiv Marod, a very deadly dialogue. He said, uh, would you like to pay and learn or would you like to get paid and learn? So, I, of course, never went anywhere and stuck on at 4D. And, you know, so that's the start Okay. Uh, so to speak then uh, Leslie came in after some time and uh, we got friendly and he was planning a studio Purple Haze so he asked me if if I was because I was still just an assistant engineer there so he was he asked me whether I would like to move over when he builds his studio so I said yes and that's how I came to Purple Haze where actually I only worked for six months to be exact and uh, then I went freelance from that time so that's what I've been doing in the studio line. I Basically, I'm an advertising en- uh, engineer. I've done a lot of advertising in my life. And film work and all has just come recently in the sense in the last, say, you know, seven, eight years is when we've graduated film work. And that is also because of thanks to Esan and Loy, who themselves were advertising guys. They moved into films. They stuck on here using the studio. And that's how we got into films. And, uh, but... I also did a little bit of live sound at that time when uh, Leslie and Hari, uh, you know, they became colonial cousins and, uh, you know, they launched their first album and uh, Leslie was very keen to get me out of the studio also to start uh, doing some live sound for him because he was not able to get a uh, engineer. He was not very happy with the sound rental company engineers that he was getting at that time and he thought that somebody who knows the sound, what he requires uh, consistently across shows, you know, would he, then the band and he and Hari would definitely benefit from that. So I, I think we, I toured with them for over a year. Then their show sort of softened and became a little less. I also did a lot of work with Shan and Sagrika because they suddenly learned that I'm doing live. So they called me on. So... But all that stopped because Shannon Sagrika broke up, Colonial Cousins went down. I came back to the studio. And after that, I was in the studio, did again back to a lot of advertising work, a lot of film work, a lot of work with Vishal Shekhar, Shankar San Loy, you know, a lot of other guys, Ram. So it was good fun, yeah. And then again, you know, uh, Ehsan 
and Shankar asked me to start engineering when they started stepping out as Shankar Sangloy on the road. So then they asked me, which I think was about four or five years back. So since luckily for me, since I had a bit of an experience from the earlier uh, things, it, it was not so bad going back in. Uh, of course, things have changed and they are changing on a daily basis now. Right now, Life Sound, I think, is, uh, I would say, is more booming than the studio industry. I can definitely say because studio industry is coming stocked with computers and plugs and everything. But uh, the Life Sound industry is still booming a lot. Uh, every day you're hearing of new speaker technologies, new crossovers, new ways to do things, new ways to set up PAs, new ways to, there are different microphones coming out, different cables coming out. So it's an extremely exciting world right now as far as life sound is concerned. How do you keep yourself abreast of all these new technologies and how do you stay up to date I, with a busy schedule? <laughs> it's now becoming extremely difficult to straddle both the worlds, you know, keeping abreast of what's happening in the studio, what's happening in life sound. I am now sort of gravitating towards life. So I am not keeping that much in touch with what's happening on the studio side. Uh, I'm getting more interested in the life sound thing because for me, it's a new thing. I'm relatively a newbie actually, even though I may have been in the industry for 15-20 years. But I'm a newbie as far as other people, you know, other sound guys are concerned. So it's very exciting for me right now, you know. So every day, you know, learning something new, learning some new ways to do things, you know, it's like really awesome. Man. So I'm now gravitating more towards life. So I'm keeping more abreast with what's happening on the live scene. I do have a bit, bit of an advantage because uh, I got into en into engineering when... Uh, stuff was still old school where uh, we used to record a lot of things together so uh, now it's everything is multi-tracked everything I mean you don't know when who's coming to do what and how what kind of a shape the song is going to take uh, you would never know till you've reached say 75% of the song is complete then you sort of figure out but uh, luckily for me I think I joined the line when you know uh, there was a structure in place Early on, there was some rehearsals happening. So for me, that translates very well into setting up a band on stage because I sort of know what kind of a structure uh, the band would have. And uh, therefore, it gives me a bit of an advantage, uh, you know, being an old school engineer to, you know, to go in uh, into live sound. Now, I feel uh, for studio engineers, I don't think it's extremely difficult now because with all the new technology that's available, I really don't think it's so difficult. I mean, it's basically they have to adapt. They have to know and learn and be open to adapt themselves to live sound. That is, I think, what's more important. Earlier, it was very complicated and, you know, stuff was like really bad and noise gates and compressors and which we use in the studio, but not so much as much as, you know, the live sound boys would use. And they would use it for a different, from a different perspective. I mean, they would use compression for actually squashing things down or pulling things up. We would be using it creatively in the studio noise gates and all of a sudden some things which we had actually not used much in the studio because studio environment is pretty clean you know the signal the sound is pretty clean so noise gates were not used so much at the most we would like to you know gate the mixer hiss or some nonsense like that you know but uh, in the live sound thing they actually use the gate for what it is meant to be used you know so that kind of an adaptation i think uh, and now I feel that the new generation of engineers are, they are more computer oriented. So they have to then broaden their perspective a little bit to be able to jump to, you know, even though computers have made 
inroads into the live sound thing uh yeah definitely one thing that helps me a lot is uh, uh using uh, i mean uh, avid has come out with a live sound console called venue uh so you know we can use plugins that we use in the studio uh, and uh, we can use them out on the road and that definitely helps a studio engineer to uh you know to shift to a live sound environment uh very smoothly because you know he has he can see the same plugins that he's been using in the studio he can apply the same plugins uh for you know on live for the same song he, he may have a special setting or something that he's done using you know some of the plugs in you know in the studio which he can then apply so definitely you know with the newer consoles it's 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 much easier for a studio engineer to get into live so basically what happens is uh before the start of every show you have like these gigantic butterflies in your stomach because this fear is always there in your mind you know that the band would come out and hit the first note and there'll be no sound on the pa <laughs> so you know it's like a you're getting these anxiety attacks always uh but luckily for me something like this has not happened so far and now of course i'm more relaxed about it and i know that it really can't happen unless is a power outage or something which then everything goes dead so you know it's fine but this has never happened that you know they've come out and played and all. of course i did um, i have done a couple of silly mistakes once i mean i instead of soloing i have muted the console by mistake for a couple of seconds once but that's you know right now nothing like this happens so it's pretty good yeah how does a, a singer or a musician on stage communicate with you when you are about 100 200 meters away from the stage hand signals basically hand no signals. no communication no through communication. the headphone you do you do get microphones now which you can switch they have like two channels and uh, the singer can be singing on one channel and then he can during the music music section he can switch to the other channel and talk to his engineer and tell him what he requires uh, but uh, this is india so you know we really don't have these things here right now we've just read about them uh, mostly it's hand signals Shankar actually actually has a very lovely way of uh, communicating. How is that? He he starts putting what he requires in the song format. So during the music session section, he'll keep saying "lilla lilla." <laughs> he'll keep singing, you know, what he requires up and down in the music section, you know, which people don't sort of they think it's you know it's just part of the act. Uh, but now, of course, we have uh, moved on to using a monitor engineer, so that makes things uh, more relaxed for me. I I I am basically a front of house engineer for Shankar Asanloy. so now it actually at one time all i was doing was just looking on stage and looking at the chorus of hands going up and down and you know just adjusting each everybody's mix and i was actually not paying any attention to what was happening on the pa and what the public around me should be hearing but now luckily since we've moved to a separate monitor console a separate monitor engineer who takes care of the band on stage i am at last being able to mix uh, the show you know for the for the audience so that now definitely the stress is much less and it's i think the shows have become much better now you need to travel a lot with these musicians everywhere they go within india outside india how do you balance uh, work and family life and uh, i think do they also travel with you or? they don't actually uh, f- uh, they don't travel with me and uh, I think my wife sort of figured out early on in life that getting married to a sound engineer is was the most stupidest thing she could have ever done in her life. 
so now things have sort of balanced out it was pretty turbulent uh, earlier on but she's now sort of figured out and uh, luckily for me what happens is when i'm not traveling then i if i want i can stay at home i really don't need to you know punch a clock somewhere so then that sort of balances out uh, the things a lot you know 